We are talking about this challenge of being stretched, finding the elusive work-life balance, which many people believe is a myth. Um, but anyway, we're going to look today at the concept of how God can help us when we're feeling stretched. I remember, mate, let's say about 15 years ago, and uh, we had two young boys and uh, a daughter on the way. Uh, we might just come a little bit over that way. Thanks, fellas. Uh, a daughter on the way. And uh, we'd just begun to be the senior pastors. We'd been the pastors of this church for a few years. Uh, I had a business that I was working uh, mostly full-time in as well as working with the church. And it was, it was a very stretching season in our life. I remember there'd be moments where uh, I would just feel overwhelmed with pressure and expectation. And if someone asked me, what does it feel like uh, at the moment? How are you, you know, you know some people go, how are you going? And, and then like the counselor type of people with the gift of mercy, how are you really going? And on the inside, you're just, oh, you, wanna, you just want to blurt it all out. Some people have got that gift, all right? And so what I would describe at that moment, I'd say, this is how I feel. I feel like I've got wild horses attached to each uh, different parts of me, all stretching and running in different directions. I've got, I want to be a good husband. I want to be a good dad. I want to be involved with my kids. I, I, I want to do well in my work and in the business and the challenges of that. And, and of course, we're new as pastors and we want to give our best to that. And it was a stretching uh, season of our life. And I found uh, actually stretching doesn't tend to go away. Uh, it's, it's actually often there's more inside of you than you realize in terms of your capacity. And sometimes, just like if you go and see a personal trainer, they'll push you harder than you feel like you can go because there's, there's a greater capacity in you for fitness. Well, sometimes God allows us to be in different seasons of stretching because he says there's more in you. You've got a greater capacity. And in that season, you've still got to understand how to manage it, how to manage your world. Uh, then there are other seasons that are unmanageable. There's things that are too overwhelming and you need to cut back a little around those areas. So this morning, I want to talk a little bit into that realm of being stretched. And this time of year sort of adds another dimension. If you're already busy, suddenly there's school end of year nights. If you're a parent or a student, suddenly there's Christmas parties, work Christmas parties, church Christmas parties, friends who you haven't seen all year. You have to see before Christmas for some reason. We've got to squash it all in. And so November, December can be quite a chaotic time of year. So it's probably a timely message for some people. Maybe your stretch is here uh, because you've got to travel for work a long time. And the, the hours of travel or flying in and flying out grinds you down. Maybe you're a young parent and you've got to juggle sleepless nights, school runs, work pressures, finance pressures, keeping the household going. Maybe you're a student stretched by the pressure of exams, assignments, work and decisions about your future. Maybe you're a single parent and you're busy being both mum and dad while trying to make ends meet and you feel stretched. Uh, maybe you're juggling two or three jobs, trying to clear bad debt or maybe to buy a house or to get ahead financially. Uh, maybe you've started a business and you're in that crazy season of investing heavily into that business to get it up off the ground. And someone says, how long does that last? Well, as long as it takes, which could be many years. Uh, maybe you've taken on the responsibility to care for a loved 
loved one, someone who's not doing so well, and you're the primary caregiver, and that's added a dimension of stress and constant care that's driving you into the ground. Or maybe you've just, in a very demanding season in your work, or your, your job is a high-pressure job, and it's very hard to switch off. If, if, I, if one of those things describes you this morning, then I'm hoping that this message is going to be helpful for you to cope with that feeling of being stretched. Uh, two, two factory workers went to work and they were feeling stretched. And one said to the other one, uh, I reckon I can get the day off work. And they said, oh, really? How are you going to do that? And they jumped up uh, onto their desk and just, just did, made, made it like, look like a, a lamp. And the boss walked in and said, what are you doing? And they said, oh, I'm a light, blo- I'm a light globe. And he's like, oh, wow, you're really losing it. You've been working too much. You better have the day off and go home. And then the other, the other um, staff member began to pack their stuff up and walk out and go home too. He said, what are you doing? Where are you going? And he goes, well, I can't work in the dark. <laughs> I know, I know. Brilliant, hey, brilliant. Whatever it takes, whatever it takes. All right. You know, one of the things about the modern world that we live in in the last 10 years or so, there's been lots of changes in workplace and the way that people live. Uh, people tend to have a greater degree of flexibility. Many people have the capacity to work from home. Uh, many people can work at cafes. Some people work remotely. And so there's a, a whole variety of different ways and flexibility in the workforce. And particularly the millennials are driving this flexibility in the workforce. And it can be a great thing. But one of the great challenges that's happened more and more as people are able to take work home on devices and laptops, as people are, are working in different places, one of the great challenges many faces, well, how do I switch off? How do I turn off? Because I find myself always on. And I want to look into that a little bit today. And I want to help us to understand the way that God has wired us up for relationship, for work, for church life, for family, for our spiritual life. If we understand that, then we won't just give ourselves 100% to work. Because the person who does that, the Bible says, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world but to lose his soul? And so God doesn't want you to be a workaholic or a person so committed to your work that your relationships, your spiritual life, your social life, other aspects of your life suffer. And so today, I want us, I'm going to do a little diagrams up here because I want us to understand some things that will help us when we're stretched, maybe get just one or two keys, maybe you'll take away from today, that will help you. So I want us to understand that when God created us, He made us in His image. Okay, the Bible tells us we're made in the image of God, that God is a three-part being, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so when He created mankind, and He created you and I, He made us three parts. We're body, soul, and spirit. Body, soul, and spirit, it tells us in Thessalonians. And so I want us to imagine this morning uh, these three tanks, if you like. And of course, they're all, they're all interrelated, but this is your body, your physical world your soul, and your spirit. And it's your spirit that you connect to God with. So it's your body that we can all see here today. Thank you for clothing it. Okay, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you've got clothes on. It's your body that we see. It's your soul that we experience you through. So the way that I connect to you, apart from the, what you look like, is through your soul. It's your, it's your emotional world. It's your thought life that makes up who you are. And that's who I have relationship with. And then it's our spirit with which we can connect with God. 
When a person gets born again, their spirit, which has been cut off from God, comes alive to God, and we're able to have a relationship with Him. That's your spirit. So if we understand that, now I want to just do the the soul into two parts here, and there's primarily two parts that I'm talking about today, and one is your mind, and the other is your emotions. And the Bible talks about the soul in different ways. Sometimes it refers to it as your inner world, your inner man, or your heart. The, the inner, the inner, what kind of person you are. Let's try that. There we go. How's that? There we go. All right, your heart. And so the Bible tells us about this, that if we look after our heart, it'll affect the way that our life goes. If we look after our inner world, our, our mind, our thoughts, and so while the brain is a physical thing, it's the hardware, your mind is the software, and your mind is your inner world, and it's the way you process things. It's the way you think about things. And your heart is the way that you sense and feel things, okay? And these two areas are very, very important. Now, what we've got to understand, although we're three parts, these parts all interrelate very strongly. So if you've ever been sick, you'll work out and realize that the, the, the sickness in your body can quite easily make you emotionally unstable or more, more inclined to be anxious or worried or your mind bombarded with things because your physical body is low in strength. Ever, ever experienced that? Or maybe uh, the, the, the interrelation of this works like this is that sometimes because your mind can be so uh, overwhelmed, running on a treadmill, just going, 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 that it'll affect your physical body and you'll get physically drained because of what's going on in your inner world. Or maybe there's problems with our relationships, there's conflict, there's unforgiveness, there's sort of issues again in our heart, and you'll find, and doctors will tell you this, that there are a number of illnesses in our physical body that are psychosomatic, that are caused by the condition of our heart. And so the worry and stress actually wears our body down. Does this make sense? So these are interrelated uh, and they affect one another. So When we're in a position in our life of being stretched, where there's lots and lots of things going on, there's a number of practical things. And I want to get into some practical things today, and then I want to land on some spiritual things that will help us when we're being stretched. And so the stretch, for example, many people will tell you that if you look after your body, and I want, to, I want us to imagine that these things are like gauges. You might, they might be like a battery, if you like, and so they have a certain level of charge in it. So my body can have a certain in, in it, my emotional world, my mind, and my spirit can have different level, levels. Good emotional intelligence is the ability to read yourself and understand how you're tracking along. Not just, I'm cranky and everybody wants to avoid me, but actually going, now I'm cranky because I've, I've had a lot of pressure mentally and I've got issues going on of conflict that are draining me emotionally and I haven't been sleeping really well and these are the sort of things that are going on and after a while you can go, oh, now that's why I feel really low and flat. I don't know if we've got any Hamish and Andy fans in the house, but recently they did this great little exercise that you can watch a little clip on YouTube where they got, Hamish, they got Andy's Audi and they, they said, let's, let's get it down to where it says on the fuel gauge, there's zero kilometers to go. And then let's see how far we can drive the car until it actually runs out of petrol. Now, now some of you have done this before many times. 
Some of you are married to somebody who permanently does this and says, we can go another 10 Ks. I know it says zero, but we can go. Who's, who's got one of those partners? Give me a wave right now. Okay. Okay. Feeling for you. Feeling for you. All right. I'm probably one of those. I'm sure it can go a little bit further. The eternal optimist with it. Anyway, so they got in this car and they're driving along and they had a, uh, sort of had this bet. Look, one says it's going to go less than 14 Ks. One says it'll go over 14 Ks. Well, they got in this car and they drove. And again, I'm, this, don't try this at home because don't blame me if it doesn't work. They drove not 14 Ks, not 40 Ks, not 80 Ks. They went over 100 Ks to 111 kilometers from when the fuel tank said there is zero kilometers left. Now, don't try this at home. But what, I, what that made me think of when I thought of that is that there's many people in their life who are running on red line, who are running and your, your emotional gauge is saying you've got nothing left, but you're like, no, I can just push it a little bit more. Your mental gauge is saying you're overwhelmed and the battery's flat and you're like, no, I just have to get through. Your physical gauge has got symptoms of getting sick and all the different things are happening and you're like, I know I'm running on empty, but I can just get another 30 kilometers. But God has wired us up in a way that we need rest. He created a system in this world and he called it the seventh day principle that every seven days you need to draw aside and you need to take a break and you need to stop doing the work that you normally do and get in a place where you can be refreshed and renewed both physically, mentally, emotionally and spiritually. And so I want to talk this morning around a couple of different things that will that can happen. And so obviously there's certain things you can do physically that will keep you mentally and that will actually recharge you. I love to stay physically fit as much as I can because I find when I'm physically fit, I'm mentally more sharp. It flows into my, into my, into my mind and my body. What's, go, what's going on over here? I, I find that dealing with stress, if I carry stress and situations, when I get out and exercise, I love to play squash. Uh, I try and play once a week. I try to go to boot camp on the beginning of my day off. And I find I just, I'm, in doing those physical things, I'm disconnecting from and, and releasing the pressure and stress. Sleeping well, eating well. There's all sorts of things physically that will help you. That's not what I'm here to do today, but just to let you know that does impact on your soul. Okay, but what I want to talk about particularly is what, how we can switch off mentally here, how we can switch off mentally, particularly from work, okay? Now, I don't know if you've ever uh, used, used apps in your phone, but I, I just found a great, well, I'm sure you've used apps. I just found a great app recently about uh, going from one place to another. It's like a location app. And what it does is it measures where you are, sends it back to headquarters, a message, and everybody else using this particular app also sends back a message about how fast the traffic's going, if there's, if there's a traffic jam in a particular area, and it just can, it can show you, don't go this way, go that way. It's based on live feedback. It's an awesome app and really, very helpful for, um, can I get to the airport? The Clancy's, you would love it. You, you need one of those, okay, if I can get to the airport in time. But what, what, the thing I found, though, by having that app on is it was, conti- while I was using it, it was continuously on. It's continuously sending a message back. So what happened is my battery just went zoomed. Uh, just drained because it was constantly on. If you've got a, a phone and, and you haven't, you know, if you haven't closed down the different applications and, and they're still running in your phone, you'll find your battery will go flat very quickly. 
And plenty, plenty of people have the same experience when you're at work and you're, you've got pressures at work or they might not be work, they might be home, but you've got mental pressures and situations that you're playing over and over again. Uh, it might even be that you love work, but it's a stimulating challenge. And I liken it to this, that you've got on a treadmill in your mind and your, your mind is going and running and running. And then when you get home, if you don't find a way to get off that mental treadmill, that thing will keep running and running and running and you'll find your emotional and mental battery will deplete very quickly. And so we've got to learn ways and then this sort of thing will happen hypothetically. You'll be sitting at the dinner table and you'll be there physically present but your mind's on the treadmill and your mind's thinking through all those things that have gone on at work and then hypothetically you'll feel a kick under the table saying, uh, we're all here, but you're not here with us right now. Can you come and join the party that's going on? Uh, you know, hypothetically. Okay, it happens to me periodically. I'm preaching to myself here today, just so you all know. So we get in that place where we're on that mental treadmill. And so I want to talk about just a few practical keys that will help us understand that we've got to get out of that place. We've got to learn to disconnect so that we're not continually on or we'll find ourselves getting drained and flat. And here's the thing. If we get drained and flat mentally and emotionally, it affects our relationships. We're unable to be present. We're, un we're unable to tap into the, the love that, and encouragement that God wants us to flow into other people. We'll become consumers even in our relationships, consuming things from other people. And if they don't meet the needs we've got, we'll move on to somebody else rather than contributors to other people out of our heart. All right, so just a, just a few thoughts, okay? And this is from, from a number of years of how do, you, how do I mentally switch off and how do I recharge the battery of my mind mentally? So there's a few different things. Some of you might work, for, work at home and you're like, I've got an office just over there, but when I come home, I'm in the lounge room and it's like my office is talking to me. It's over here saying, come and check the emails one more time. Or maybe, maybe there's an answer. If you could just spend a little bit more time, it's talking to you. Or, and, and so you're like, well, how do, I, how do I switch off? Some of you have got one of these little babies. And while it's awesome, these mobile phones with emails on it, while there's some great advantages of that, it's in your pocket and you're at home. But it's just like, it's just, I'm, I'm sure it talks to you. It's like, hey, I'm pretty sure there's a message you need to check right now. Pretty sure you put that post up. Let's, I wonder how many people liked it. Quickly check it out right now. And it just talks to you and it talks to you. And if you're not careful, mentally you'll find yourself being uh, the battery going flat. So here's just a few little keys that you can do. The first is we've talked about exercise. Exercise is a great circuit breaker. This is what we need. My mind's on this track. I need to break the circuit. Whether it's a help, whether it's a good circle and, and lots of fun and something you really enjoy, or whether it's a negative circle of worry and anxiety, I've got to learn to break the circuit. So exercise is one. Uh, some people, so, so for us, I always love to do this when I come home. I want to mentally shift out of one gear and be in the family gear. So I always like to change clothes. I've got my work clothes on. And if it's in winter, I'll put the Ugg boots on. I'll put the tracksuit pants on. I get into comfortable clothes that send a message to me. I'm home. Or in summer, I'll put, the, you know, I'll put on shorts and a singlet and I'll just relax. And it's just, even if I'm going out in an hour, 
because I want my body to get this signal, I'm out. I'm switching off. I'm tuning out of that zone. I love, and this will be different for everybody. I love water. I find water a very quick way to mentally get off one track. So some people will actually go for a surf on the way home. That's their way of breaking the, the, the mental circuit. Some people love, will go for a walk. Someone after the first service said, I play Sudoku. It just mentally gets me out of that space and realigns me. Somebody else, uh, you, you know, you might find that I go home and, and I just, um, I read the newspaper for 15 or 20 minutes because I'm defragging all the thoughts of the day as I'm in a changing gear zone. So working out what works for you so that you can switch off. One of them, and for many people, it involves this. It involves taking your device and putting it, uh, I know some people who literally put it in a, in a, gave it to their spouse and it would get put in a cupboard because they just, they didn't have the discipline, but they wanted to disconnect. Uh, we, we try and have a thing around the family dinner table that, that phones go into a basket. And so that we're having face-to-face communication and connection during this time because that's what's actually ultimately more important than what's going on and how many people are liking your Facebook or your social media, whatever it might be. Little simple things. I know some people who work at home and in the morning they get dressed in their work clothes and they go for a drive around the block and then they go into their office. And then at the end of the day, they literally walk out of the house and go out of the house and they drive around the block, defragging along the way. And then when they come home, they're home and they change clothes and they've made the shift rather than being in this 24-7 work cycle, working out a way to break the circuit. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need to break the circuit. Maybe it's a garden, maybe it's a, maybe it's a music, maybe, maybe it's a particular thing you like to play basketball, whatever it is, something that's going to help you mentally adjust and align, get those things that are, that are draining off you. Now, emotionally, there can be things that are draining us as well. And, and you know, I've got a, a PC, and just recently it got a, an upgrade of, of its software, and as it was getting an upgrade of its software, it just started going a bit wacko. And suddenly it's got all these things. You've got this virus and you've got this and it was taking twice or three times as long. And I'm like, uh-oh, I've, there's things that have come along and attached to my computer as, as time's gone and it's causing it to not function as well as it should. And I'd suggest to you that your heart and my heart and our soul gets things that will attach to our heart that will affect our emotions that we've got to get, get good at um, separating from or they will be like a constant drain on us. Whether it's something like conflict, whether it's anxiety about a certain situation, whether it's disappointment, uh, whether it's a fear about something that's going on, uh, whether, whether it's a feeling of guilt that we're carrying because of stuff we've done, whatever it is, but they can attach to our emotions and we'll drain really quickly unless we find a way to deal with them. And this is where your spirit comes in, okay, your spirit. Your spirit is how, you, how we connect with God. You, can't, you don't connect with God primarily in a physical way. You might feel some physical symptoms, but you connect to God through your spirit. The only way you can have a relationship with God is when you get born again, and when you get born again, your spirit comes alive, and now we've got a direct connection with God. We're able to hear God speak to us. We're able to receive His love flowing into our life and our, and our spirit becomes a resource that will flow, if you like, into our soul. The challenge is one of the quickest things we do when we get stretched, when we get busy, 
as we can easily stop doing the things that fill us spiritually. And sometimes people go, oh, I'm so tired and I've been so busy. I think I'll just I'll, I'll sleep in and before you know it, we're not doing the things that fill us up spiritually. And as soon as you get flat spiritually, it's like triple you just triply quickly deflate. You get flat a whole lot quicker. But if you can keep your spirit alive, you'll find your ability to, to sustain through stretching seasons is so much better. I talked to a friend who, who got uh, saved about 18 months ago. He gave his life to God 18 months ago. He, he connected with God. His wife, for the, the f- a few years prior to that, had been doing a whole lot of different practices that many people do to try and look after the, well, the, the well-being of their soul. She was into mindfulness. She was into meditation. She was all doing a range of different things to try and find that inner peace and, and, and still down the anxiety. And it, it sort of, she got a degree of peace after a number of years of practicing. Well, her husband comes along, meets God, gets filled with God. God's love, his spirit gets filled with God's love, gets filled with God's peace, and that flows into his emotion and his mind, and he's, he's got some really heavy situations going on that caused him to turn to God, but now he's got this peace flowing into him that's beyond what makes sense. And she said to him, in like two weeks, you have found more peace, you have found more inner well-being, that's kind of word she's using, that it's taken me to two or three years of really trying hard to find that sort of stuff with my meditation and the different things I've done. And, and what, what he realized was he'd connected to the God of peace, the God of love, the God of well-being. And suddenly, and so she's like, okay, I see what you've got. I want what you've got. She also gave her life to God. And, and again, in that component, began to connect to the God who's the source of these things. Now, this is the, the thought that I want to tell us today. So often we get busy and what we, what we drop is the physical exercise. Like, oh, geez, I'm too busy to exercise. But then very quickly, physically we get drained and then emotionally and mentally we get, we get drained quickly. So we've got to make sure that we maintain certain practices to look after us. But the most important practice that we need to maintain is looking after our spiritual condition because it's out of the spirit that things flow into our world. Can I, I'll get the keyboardist to come on up right now. It's like this. The Bible says this. Those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. There's a strength that you and I need emotionally and mentally that won't come from any other way except from the flow of God into our spirit and into our heart. And waiting on God, it, it doesn't make sense so often. Waiting on God, it's like it's the concept of being entwined with God. So the choice that you've made today to be in church is a place where you'll find, just as we've worshipped, you're getting filled. You're listening to God's Word, you're getting filled. When you make that decision to get up in the morning and go, I'm stretched in so many ways, but I'm going to look after the condition of my spirit before I look after anything else. I'm going to get filled. And that's, I do this every morning. Uh, I've learned that when things get busier, I need to pay more attention to my spiritual life because it flows into everything. So I've learned for me to just get up in the morning and begin and I can start with my mind being bombarded with 101 different thoughts. But I've learned to say, Jesus, I need to come into your presence. I need to experience you today. And I'll begin to pray and I'll pray in the spirit. I'll put some worship music on. And you'll be amazed with 10 or 15 minutes of just 
Getting your head into the clouds. People are like, oh, you're living with your head in the clouds. Exactly. It's a great way to live. My head's in the, in the realm of the spirit where God exists. And I'll find that there's, there, there comes this incredible flow. And I can start stressed, anxious, under pressure. And then I just start to give these things over to God. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing, but with all prayer and supplication, let your requests be known to God. It says, and the peace of God will fill your heart. How does the peace of God fill your heart? You connect with Him, and through your spirit, peace begins to flow. You connect with God, and, and here's the amazing thing. Sometimes in minutes, I just feel His presence. I feel His peace, and suddenly I've got perspective. It's like this week I, was, I flew to Melbourne, and we actually flew through a storm. And there's just this moment when you go through a storm and you get up above the clouds. It's like, hey, everything's good up here. Just changes your perspective. Waiting on God is what does that for you and I. It's like, oh, I've got all this, all this storm, all this cloud, all these terrible things are going on. But if I can just get up above that, this is where I call it you'll get supercharged. You'll get supercharged in God's presence. He'll renew your strength. Often people think this, oh, I just need a holiday. And sometimes that's what we do need. Let's, okay, I'll be honest with that. But often it's not, I need a holiday. I just need to get up above my stuff. I need to get into God's presence. And just a touch of his presence will change everything. Just a sense. So I want to encourage us. My prayer is that we'd always be a church who knows how to draw back and to go into his presence and to let him fill us. That's worship. That's reading the Bible. You'll find as you read the Bible, strength will come to your soul. Being in the house of God, being around other Christians. These are the things that fill you up spiritually that will help you in every other area. Can we stand to our feet right now? Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. God, I thank you right across this room. Lord, I know there are people who are feeling emotionally drained. There are people who are feeling mentally drained. There are people who are feeling physically drained in this place today. And I pray first and foremost that you would fill up our spirit. You said be filled with the spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. I'm asking God, even right now, that you'd fill us with your Holy Spirit. Lift your hands to God right across this place. Father, would you fill us with your Holy Spirit? Would you pour your presence and peace into every person here today? God, would you take us up above the clouds of every circumstance, every situation that's difficult, that's, that's challenging, that's draining us today? Lord, that we would know that you are our help, our present help in time of need. That you're the one who will let strength flow to us. Lord, let discouragement drop off people today. Let anxiety drop off people today. Let fear drop off people today. Let your power flow in this place, Jesus. We open up our hearts. We lean into you. Let the wind of God blow through this place. Let the wind of God blow through this place. Just breathe in. Just breathe in like you're breathing in a refreshing presence from heaven. Let your presence wash over every person here today. 
Let your presence wash over us here today. Let your love fill every heart here today. Lord, we just take time. We disconnect from all the other stuff that's draining. Let your presence flow. There's a beautiful sense of God's presence in this room right now.